0: Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Hello and welcome to Bright Sounds, Bright World Guardianship's podcast channel. My name is Leah Ferris and I am joined today by our Regional Manager, Louis Spikes and our Director of Guardianships and Operations, Sue Warren. Hello to you folks. Hello. Hello. As I'm sure you are all aware, schools and guardians are very focused on the upcoming Christmas winter holiday break at the moment, and whether or not it will be viable for international students to return home. If you're a regular listener of Bright Sounds, which I'm sure you all are, uh, you will most likely have heard us discussing our new Christmas programmes once or twice over the past couple of episodes. So we are so pleased that we have these options in place. It is, of course, our wish that all students can make it home to their families for the holidays. With that in mind, today we're going to be looking at what our guardianship team have been doing to help our students return home and also discussing how their roles have been different this year. So without further ado, Louis, we can no longer evade the cinnamon-sugared sleigh bell time of year. It is officially here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're quite right, Leah. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Now, the first term of the year is nearly over. um, And I think it goes without saying, Sue, that this term has been very different to the first terms we're used to dealing with. Um, So what has been the main differences for you and the guardianship team?
2: Um, It has been. It has been very different. Um, We've been trying to help the students initially get here to start with. A lot of them needed quarantine, which we've never been used to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the half terms and the exit weekends we normally work towards. Um, some just were cancelled. Um, and instead, we were helping the students with other other things, again, like isolation where it was needed. So it has been a com- completely different first, first term for us to compare to what it's normally like. I think it's yeah. also been a different um for the students buddies our local coordinators because they yeah. haven't even had a chance to meet some of our new students um it's all in person it's all obviously been been over um video phone call and videos and phone calls so that that's a big difference for them
1: yeah i guess they haven't been able to build up the same kind of relationship that we normally see them build up um over that the first term or so um, it's definitely been
2: a lot harder for them this term, yes.
1: Yes, um, but I know it's going, it's working very well anyway, isn't it? I, we've heard that um, in terms of the video contact from our, the buddies to students, um, the feedback's been very good, hasn't it? It seems like the students have settled in well and are handling everything very well, um, which is great. Yeah, uh, I
2: think they have very much got used to doing everything <laughs> online now instead.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I know that you touched there for a moment on um, some Exeat weekends being cancelled. Um, so I know that happened um, upon the announcement of the new lockdown measures from the government. Um, some schools, I understand, did cancel their e- upcoming Exeat weekends. Um, I guess that means the guardianship care team have had to be more reactive than, than ever this year. I know normally they are pretty reactive anyway, but even more so this year right
2: yeah once the um, announcement was made obviously it was happened quite close to the the um, second exit in this term Mm -hmm. Um, we we decided to contact all of the schools that we work with where we've got students to find out if anything had changed and as you've mentioned some of them did just decide to cancel the exit weekend altogether yeah Um, some of them Decided to give an option to students to stay in school, which was a new option. So some of our students took that option instead of going to the host family option, um, and then we also had students that preferred to go to the host family instead of staying in school, um, mm-hmm. and some of the parents preferred the host family option. I think it was just a, um, it was just a way for the you know for the children to to be outside of the school. Um, for a weekend which some people preferred so it was all um, it was all changed at the last minute but it all worked out well it's still going on for some schools so we 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 dealt with the changing of the situation and it all ended quite well.
1: Fantastic Um, so I guess students were actually offered a bit more of a, a choice this year when normally they wouldn't have one.
2: Yes it's not it's not that common for schools to have um, the option for students to stay in, mm-hmm. um, but obviously with everything that's been going on, I think you know a lot of schools decided it was right for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, so the students did have more options than they normally have.
1: Yeah, um, and one thing this year that we've had to deal with, um, which we've never seen before is uh, isolation of students, of course. Um, So how does this work in cases where students are required to leave school? Because I understand some schools allow students to isolate in school and others um, ask them to leave. So, yeah, how does it work in the cases where they have to leave?
2: Um, Yeah, so it was, you know, some schools that are equipped to deal with their own isolation Um, then we were just informed that obviously that happened and they were stayed in school. But there are some schools that um, contacted us um, and informed us that our students had been in contact, close contact with someone that had symptoms or someone that turned out to be um, COVID positive. And in those cases, um, as long as the students, our students that were asked to isolate were healthy and didn't have any symptoms, then we could of course assist and get them out of the school. Um, we had a we've got our isolation centre up in Cambridge, so we've got that um, as a place to um, isolate students. And we also have um, a few host families that are able to isolate students as well. So we were we were able to assist in every case we were asked to, which is great news.
1: Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, and you mentioned the host families there. Um, I mean, how how does that work with host families being able to isolate students? Are there certain uh, government requirements that they have to meet? Um, you know, how, how does it work?
2: Um, there are certain government requirements. Obviously, the majority of host families don't fit into those government requirements. Um, some of them, for example, the student obviously has to have their own room um, and access to their own bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously a lot of the families only have one bathroom so they weren't able to isolate students Um, but some a few of our host families were so that was one of the requirements their own bathroom Mm -hmm. Um, access to outside space as well um, also helped Um, and then you have obviously the host families that just preferred not to isolate students, which is completely understandable. Maybe they're just not in a position to for their own reasons, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got to think about if the student that we are helping to isolate their age, um, because if they're obviously young, then that host family wouldn't be able to leave them alone. So we have to have yeah. host families that were able to stay in the property all the time if they were isolating one of our younger students. So obviously that's also a quite hard a hard aspect um, of it all. but we do have um we do have you know a small number of host families that do fit all these requirements, um which is, which is great. and they have been very helpful for us as well, um, and we have managed to isolate the students that we've been asked to.
1: Yeah, brilliant. I, I was going to say hats off to those families that are, are willing to do it and um and willing to maybe make extra preparations um for those isolation students that's um it's brilliant mm, um, yeah
2: it is, it is a very hard ask to be fair um and you can understand that or not all host families would you know are able or willing but um we yeah. do have great host families with us um, and that, that that yeah were able to help
1: fantastic um so something else i know we've been asked a lot of questions about recently or certainly the guardianship team have been asked about is uh, COVID testing. Um, Obviously there's been lots in the news about, uh, and there's constantly more tests coming out. Um, So I understand students are asking about these tests with a view to traveling home. Um, So how have we been helping these students when we get these kind of requests?
2: Um, So initially, obviously this is also new new to us and new to everybody. Um, We had to do a lot of research um, just to find out the different types of tests that are available. Um, and then we have to look at the country that their students flying to, to see what exact um, requirements they have, because it it does vary a lot. Um, so we initially established that, you, you know, they were asking more than the NHS tests were able to offer. So we're looking at private clinics, private companies that do these. Um, a lot of research, really, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm I'm an expert on these tests. I've done so <laughs> much research. Um, so we are able to assist. We've got a company that we do work with that we've been able to talk to our clients about. Um, we've been helping with the transfer of students. We've had members of staff going actually into the clinic themselves with our younger students to make sure they're OK. Um, but it is... You know it, it is is hard um especially with the younger ones that need the tests but we have been able to assist um and given given our clients um access to um you know to companies that are able to do the tests that that particular country requires
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah so uh so there you go if anyone needs a test um speak to sue warren
2: <laughs> yep i'm the expert <laughs> now <laughs>
1: And I do understand that uh, we put together a, a testing leaflet, which we're going to send out to our students um, sometime soon. Is that right?
2: Yes, that that that's right. Um, I mean, uh, the, you know, the goal the goalposts do change um, quite a lot. Um, you know, some countries are, will be on the bridge, some countries have taken off. So at the moment, um, all the information that I've researched. Um, I've put in a leaflet which we're going to be sending out to all all our parents and agents um, giving them advice options Um, you know also it does certain things do depend on the student's age as well Um, obviously China is a lot harder because their their um, timeline is 48 hours whereas Mm -hmm. our countries are 72 hours um, Mm -hmm. to get there for the results before they fly so it is lots of lots of different information so it's all in the one place and hopefully we um the clients will um, be happy that we've managed to give them the information that's needed
1: yeah i'm sure that will really help help everyone and uh it'll also help um it'll probably help you get less requests about it as well um as much as you like helping people i'm sure it'll be nice to maybe not have so many um people asking about it and you can just give them a leaflet, even though you're the expert, of course, it'll be nice to just give them some,
2: uh, something to read. Oh, I'm, I'm always happy to obviously help anybody that's asked. Um, but yeah, a leaflet is, is, is good. Um, so we can obviously, I can now send that out and they've got something to read. Um, and then we can look at clinics, separate clinics, because we do work with four main clinics that are able to assist different um, students from different countries. Um, So the leaflet is more sort of general, um, but still, obviously, people are are still contacting me and I can give them specifics about what clinics nearer to their school um, and what times and days they need to book the tests. So that's what I'm doing a lot of at the
1: moment. Okay, okay. Um, So for any of you who follow our social media channels closely, which I'm I'm sure it goes without saying that you all do. You would have seen our quote of the week this week. Um, It came from a very happy mother of one of our students who'd been reunited with her son. Um, And Sue, you were singled out for praise by this mother. Um, What what exactly was the story with this one?
2: Um, So one of our students, it was um, a 12 year old Chinese boy. um, And it was a lot earlier on when this was all new to everybody and no one really knew the right answer to give. So as I've mentioned before, I was um, just researching a lot to see if I could help um, this particular um, parent, because as I say, it was very earlier on and it wasn't very common knowledge as it is nowadays, I think with the media and everything. Um, it was The issues that we had was obviously the age of the student um, And the fact that he was flying to mainland China. So they required the 48 hours um, and the two separate tests. Um, So the the PCR test, which is the the test that majority of the countries are asking for, um, and um, an antibody test. But again, it was a certain type of antibody tests. Apparently, there's quite a lot out there, which was news to me. I thought there was just one, but there's lots. Um, And so they asked for an exact antibody test, um, which happened to be um, a blood test. Um, And a lot of the clinics um, that I spoke to weren't able to carry out this test on younger students because it was a blood test, Um, and they they let me know that their, their insurance didn't cover it. So I had to. And take a different route so it did take a lot of time a lot of back and forth with the parents um because they had to do the consent forms for these two tests mm-hmm. that he needed um and then we obviously we got an accompanied uh, accompanied into the um clinic itself um and then once we got the um the results back you know they were negative which is always good news yeah. um Then I send them to the school and then they have to be uploaded onto a WeChat um, for the for Chinese uh, mainland Chinese students that are flying home. Um, And then you get a code back. So it is it is quite complicated. Um, So I was just obviously helping the best I can. And he did. He got on the flight. He's been back home now for at least a couple of weeks. Um so yeah, it was really it was really good that we were able to help him get home for Christmas to be with his family.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Um and it certainly sounds very complicated. So um yeah, great work Sue. Um Thank you. <laughs> so finally, um as I said, it's been a very different first term. Um what are the next few weeks looking like for the Guardianship team in the run up to Christmas?
2: Busy, busy, busy. Um <laughs> really, um, I mean, understandably, a lot of the parents are still unsure what they want their child to do. Yeah. Um, you know, whether they they think it's safe to remain here, um, whether the, there'd be more flight options, um, lots, of, lots of different aspects to think about. So we've got a lot of undecided parents at the moment, um, which we expected, to be fair. Um, so again, we're just... Uh, waiting for the information to be told we're helping with tests we're helping with transport we've got the residential programs um so it's still it's still all go um and i think it will be long time into next year to be fair
1: (laughs) so so nobody's putting their feet up yet anyway
2: definitely not they get (laughs) two days off for christmas and then that's it (laughs) It sounds like you've
0: all got your hands full, although that's not too unusual. Over the past couple of years, I'm used to seeing you all very busy around Christmas. But this is this is
2: a different this is a whole different game. Mm, yeah. It is. It's so new to everybody. So we're just sort of helping as best we can. We're learning as we go. The goalposts are getting changed. So but it, we are we are we are getting there and it's, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, the difference this
0: year is that we're not all in the office together listening to the same eight Christmas songs being played on repeat on the radio whilst I try and decorate around you all.
2: <laughs> I know, I feel very sad about that. And my secret Santa, I'm not going to get that yeah, this year.
0: Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so, I'll try and organise it. We'll try and do an online secret Santa. Thank I'll make it work. Well post.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you both so much for joining today and having a little chat about this and thank you of course to everyone who's tuned in um for more information about what the guardianship team have been up to or anyone here at bright world has been up to you can read our latest bright world hub which you will find on the news and blog section of our website if you know of any international students who are in need of a place to stay this christmas then please do get in touch with us thank you again for listening and we'll see you again soon Bye bye Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website, www.brightworldguardianships.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms, or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.